Hey everybody, welcome to Double Take. I'm Rick Fry. I'm Lori Fry. And we are brought to you by Oneness Ministries and the Stream Grace Network. Yes, we are. <laughs> there it is. I've got to wait for that. So we are at oneness-ministries.org, Facebook, yep. X, Instagram, and we post on a lot of grace pages on Facebook. You can find us at uh, Jesus New Covenant, Religion Free Fellowship, and Gangstas of Grace. I know. That's how they spell it, so that's why I have to say it that way. Anyway, and uh, yeah, we're all, the podcast is all over the place. Yeah. Yep. We're worldwide. Really? Yeah, if we're on the internet. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. The worldwide web. web. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Kind of aged ourselves there. Yeah. And so, if you missed it last week, um, can you tell them about the series we're doing? No, you tell them. You're, you're better at it than me. <laughs> oh, that's recorded. Yeah. You said oh, that. right. so, right. I can edit that out. <laughs> no, you can't because I do the final edit. <laughs> um, we are uh, changing up how we do double take a bit by yeah. taking more time with different topics and yes. going for weeks yes. on different aspects of a, of a topic. We're doing the character of God, yes. which you can imagine you can't do in one podcast. So this one's going to take... Mm, six seven weeks maybe and we're going to touch on a different aspect of that every single week and we have prepared um, a study guide for each of them that we would be happy to send you if you send us your email we'll we'll email it to you if there's any handouts Uh, i call them handouts because i give them to clients but any uh, articles that we reference Mm -hmm. we can send those to you as well yes so um we're we're making an an effort to go a little deeper into some of these things yes and this has been good for us and uh we hope you enjoy it as well we do and this week's topic is god's goodness is god's goodness an attribute or his identity why don't you tell me rick god is essentially <laughs> absolutely and consummately good you mean consummately? Consummately. Isn't that what I said? <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> it was close. Um, and I chose to start this with the encounter Jesus had with the rich young ruler. And these this verse is, is in Matthew, um, it's in uh, Mark, and it's in Luke. All three of them are almost identically the same, except they ref- each one of them refers to the the young man differently. Um, like Matthew just says, he came and kneeled down, and Mark said he was a rich young ruler, and Luke said he approached Jesus. I think I may have that wrong. I think Mark said or Matthew said he approached Jesus, and Mark said he came and kneeled down. And it and the part that I I, I really want to emphasize is that the young man said good master what good thing can i do to get eternal life and jesus responded with why do you call me good 
In each one of these verses, he says that, why do you call me good? And I think it's essential to include all three of these verses because it's a really important message. Well, after he says, why do you call me good? He says, there is none good but one, and that's God. Thank you, right. You got to read the whole verse. I do. And the gospel writers, I think the gospel writers wanted to be clear about who Jesus is and that eternal life comes from the finished work of Christ, Christ, not by obeying the God, the law. <laughs> wow. Okay, back the truck up a bit. Let me read that again. <laughs> it's essential to include all three of these verses because it was an important message. The Gospels writers wanted to be clear about who Jesus is and that eternal life comes from the finished work of Christ, not by obeying the law. The standard for goodness was established by Jesus. None are good but God. Um, And this is an important thing to remember, that none are good but God, and Jesus was God in human form. Jesus' first response to the rich young ruler's question was, Why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. Jesus here is acknowledging his goodness and that the young man wanted to tell Jesus how good he was (laughs) and had been. Jesus corrected the man's inadequate understanding of the word good and defined it in a relation to God. Jesus knew the young man believed that he was good then Jesus then listed half the Ten Commandments that he must keep, to which the young man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Which is interesting because he just got through. I mean, this guy had, had <laughs> I can't think of the word, but um, he was a little arrogant. He was arrogant, Because yes. the first thing Jesus said was, only God is good. Then he's saying, yeah, but I've. But I'm good. Yeah, because I did all these good things. <laughs> yeah, you said, I've done this my whole life. And the question was, what good things should I do to to get eternal life? Mm-hmm. And he asked for things, plural, yep. Yep. if I remember right. Yeah. He thought these mm-hmm. accomplishments would be enough. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus wanted him to understand Arrogant, keeping the that's law. The word. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jesus wanted him to understand that keeping the law was impossible and that only God is truly good. So you can't be good by keeping the law. God is absolutely, perfectly, and eternally good. The gospel cannot be earned and no amount of human effort or religious observance can make them good by God's standard. Mm -hmm. And it says that in Romans 3.20 through 28, Galatians 2.16, Ephesians 2.8 and 9, Philippians 3.9, 2 Timothy 1.9, and Titus 3.5. Look those up. That's your homework. You look that up. Yep. Jesus took the title, Good Teacher, which the young ruler gave him and used it as a way to begin the conversation about the path to salvation. Before the young man could have eternal life, he was going to have to come to the rea- come to the reality that he was separate from God because of sin, and that his efforts were not as good as he believed. You act like you were going to say something. Well, no, I was just thinking again. He he came in and and talked about how good he was this this young man, and then he went away sad. Yes. Because he asked for a list of more things to do, and Jesus didn't give him a list. 
he said, this is the one thing that you believe in me and the one who sent me. Yes. And he went away sad. And, and I mean, don't we. Well, he did give him a task. He did give him something well, to do. He said, sell all your possessions and give it to the poor. Mm-hmm. And then come follow me. Mm-hmm. Which the, so the, the he was willing, he was willing to do a little bit, yeah. but not the whole thing. Not the whole thing. And, and we do that. We want a list of things to do absolutely and and he's anyway and and it's about belief and how many times have we have have we prayed to god just tell me what to do and i will do it yeah and always to me when i make that prayer he says okay here's what i want you to do (laughs) trust me Uh, again Uh, you don't understand what i'm asking for he goes yeah i do Mm -hmm. you cannot earn it i am good but give me something else yeah give me something to do Yep. So it was all, I mean, about the goodness of God. Yes. God is, that was the point. That was the point because no one is good but God. And you can't earn that goodness by doing right things, approved things, hard things, easy things. So if God is only good, then what does that look like? Why don't you tell us? Well, <laughs> we got these segues down, don't we? Well, it, it brings me back to, I, I read the book, The Shack, a long time Uh-oh. ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, it's a great book. It's a great book. Um, and then, of course, they they made a movie out of it. And it had been several years since I saw or read the book and by the time I saw the movie. And there's a there's a scene near the beginning where papa is cooking in the in the kitchen and they're having a com- she's having a conversation with mac and if if you've read the book obviously you know who i'm talking about if not you might want to read it um and at one and he's talking to her and he's not real happy and at one point she stops cooking and she looks at him and she says something like your problem is that you don't believe that i'm good and it had been so long since I read the book and it, and it was whatever was going on in my life at the time. It just kind of hit me between the eyes because I thought that's, that's right. Sometimes I don't believe you're good yeah. because if I can believe you're good, then I can trust you in whatever's going on and I can choose to see things differently. Yeah. The pain and the circumstances, whatever's going on. And sometimes we just don't trust him. Right. Well, we, we don't, but if if he's good and if he's love, if I can remember those two things, yes, and that helps me because that's what we forget to trust. Right? So, so why is it hard to trust that he's good? And let's talk about what is good. We just got through hearing that Jesus said only God is good. So what's good? Um, and they touched on this in the in the book as well and in the movie. Um, we judge ourselves what is bad and what is good. Um, we can lose our job and we can say, well, that was bad. And then we go, well, I got a better job. So I guess it was good. So, um, well, read the rest of those. I fell in love. So that's good. Okay. Go ahead. They hurt me and left me. That's bad. That's bad. Then you go Go ahead, but it's all eating from the wrong tree. (laughs) I want you to finish that. There were two trees in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil um, is the tree of judgment. 
mm-hmm. we're making judgments. Um, and some things that look really good are on both sides of the tree because it has to do with our motives and it's still all out of flesh. Yes. Um, the tree of life, it's, it's, it's the motive of doing or behavior when we're, when we're making judgments, that's what we're looking at. The tree of life is the tree of grace and it's, it's, it's the tree of living by the spirit, the, the tree of being, mm. Um, so the truth is we don't really know what's good or bad. We try to figure it out, but the truth is God is good. So if we want to look at what is good, we have to look at God. Yes. Um, and what we can find about him. Um, goodness is graciousness, mercy, and loving kindness. Um, I went to Exodus thirty-three nineteen 19 uh, in the Amplified. Uh, says and God said I will make all my goodness he's talking to Moses uh, pass before you and I will proclaim my name the Lord before you uh, for I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy and loving kindness on whom I will show mercy and loving kindness Um, so that's part of his goodness Um, Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should tell or act a lie, neither the son of man that he should feel repentance or compunction for what he has promised. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make good? And we'll get to the repentance thing in a minute. Yeah. But to me, this verse says that he's that good is honesty, trustworthiness, and faithfulness. And then one of the other attributes of goodness, I think, is kindness. Psalm 119.68, you are good and kind and do good. Um, that's what God is like. That's yes. the goodness of God. Yes. And then you had some notes about that. Yes, the goodness of God was shown in creation when he pronounced everything he created good. Mm. So the question comes to me, how can God's creation be corrupt when he said it was good? <laughs> To believe the statement that God is good, it is important that we are able to make that choice. Um, To live apart from God is what causes corruption. To be in relationship with God is life. And love requires a choice. When you choose to be apart from God, then you are living by the flesh and everything you do becomes corrupted because it's about you. The corruptible burns away. The incorruptible is eternal and never fails. What can be corrupted is consumed into eternity. It may have been... And and you know, sometimes I, I wonder, has this been rigged? God knew that corruption would happen and therefore we would need a Savior. And I think that's the point of the entire Bible. The entire Bible is designed to point us to our need for Christ because we can't make incorruptible things. Only God can. And God made us incorruptible. Yes. Our spirits are incorruptible. That's exactly right. He caused that. That's the new creation. When we see verses... When we see verses that are translated, God repented, as in Genesis 6, 6, 6. In other places. Yeah, in other places. Mm -hmm. There are several of them. Mm -hmm. To us, it seems contradictory. Mm -hmm. 
But God's repentance is not an acknowledgement of any failure as we view the term today. So what do you think? I mean, when, when we do hear the term repentance, what do we think? We think that we have to um, change something's bad. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. Yeah, something's we're, wrong. We're turned that it's a repentance is turning from sin or or yeah. changing our mind from something that was evil to something that was good, but that's not exactly what the word is in Hebrew. You want me to pronounce it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll try. The Hebrew word for repent is nakam, and it means this changes it so much. It means to sigh to be moved to pity, to have compassion, to suffer grief, or to console. So when it talks about God repented, that, you know, that changes it completely. It's not an acknowledgement of any kind of failure. No, no. He, when it says he repented of, of, uh, that he made man, I think before the flood, it says that he yeah. repented. Yeah. Well, does that mean I made a mistake? Oops, my bad. No, it doesn't mean that. It means he was sad. He sighed. I think the, uh, one of the definitions says to breathe heavily, to sigh mm-hmm. as in panting because mm-hmm. you're so distressed. Um, be moved to pity and to have, he suffers grief over our choices. Yes. Um, not his. Right. You know, I just think that's that makes much more sense. God's righteousness and judgment is complete and perfect. Yeah. Often, what often God does, depends, yeah, yeah. Often it depends on humanity's response to God, yeah. to Him. His overall plan does not change, even though the course may be altered in order to accomplish the final result. When God repented, God's purpose for man was fully revealed and judgment ensued, although God never takes pleasure in a man's suffering. No. Or per woman, person's Well, it suffering. says man's. Yeah. Man's. yeah. <laughs> we, have to come to, we have to come to terms with the fact that God's plan is perfect and unchangeable. And if I say, yes to God, I want to do this, and then I don't do it, God may remove me from that appointment and call somebody else to it. That means his plan is altered, but it's going to happen. But he already knew. But he already knew. So maybe we look at, and this is a, a kind of out there a bit, but he looks at the bigger picture. I remember hearing um, the purpose is is the bigger picture i remember hearing somebody say once it's like getting on a cruise ship and let's say you get on in new york and you're going to land in england and while you're on the cruise ship you can do all sorts of things you can go to the shows and you can have dinner and you can drink too much and you can gamble too much (laughs) or you can sleep in your cabin or you can do but you're going to end up in england yes you know i know you can jump off and so the analogy breaks down so that's not the point but the point is to get you from here to there. The point is God's purpose is is always going to happen. Yes. How it happens and what we do in the middle of it doesn't uh, change the ending, the outcome that God is looking for. But we do have choices in the meantime. And I think that is hugely important mm-hmm. that we have those choices. Right. I think God wants us to choose 
him, wants us to choose his purpose, wants us to choose his righteousness. And sometimes we don't. No. But I think a lot of that time it's because we're not believing he's good. I, I would agree with that. Because all of these things, and this is just a tip of the iceberg, obviously, but if he is trustworthy and if he is... Um, and he is. And he is. If, if he's all those things, if he's faithful, if, he's, if he has mercy and loving kindness, if he knows us inside out and loves us anyway, mm-hmm. and he doesn't, God doesn't wish us harm. No. We're going to get hurt in the world because it's the world, yes. but God doesn't do it. Um, we do it to ourselves. We do it to each other, but but that doesn't change that God is good. Now, sometimes He uses He uses those circumstances. He always does. He doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste anything. So, if you're going through something and it hurts, allow God to speak to you through that because He wants to. Yeah. He His desire is to be in complete relationship with you. That's and, His desire. Yeah. And he's loving you through it. Yes. And and sometimes we just miss that. And it's... Uh... Well, we're so busy trying to do the right thing that mm. we forget to rest in him. Yeah. Or fall apart in him. Or fall apart in him. <laughs> do whatever you need to do, but just, just remember that he is in you and with you and experiencing it with you. Um, I, he's not somewhere far away no, going, you know, let me know when you're through this. Yes. You know, go ahead and throw your tantrum and I'll be back. Speaking of tantrums, it does not offend God for us to get angry with him. Good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. (laughs) It does not offend God for us to say, you know what, I'm taking a break. Yeah. It doesn't offend him because he knows the ending. I think he kind of smiles and goes, okay. All right, enjoy yourself. That's what you want. I'll be here when you're done. You just go ahead. And then he goes, oh, that's really cute. That's cute. We've all done it. We've all done it. We've all gotten angry. We've all said things and had to say, I'm sorry. And he always has said to me when I do that, he said, it's okay, let's keep going. Let's learn from that. Because he's good. Because he's good. So there is more to his goodness that we're going to talk about next time. Give them a, you want to tell them what we're going to talk about next time? No. Okay. Yes. Maybe a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit more about God being love and faithful and trustworthy and stuff like that. Stuff. And stuff. God stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So. Thank you for listening and mm-hmm. watching. Um, if you need to talk about the stuff with us, go to our website. The phone number's there, mm-hmm. and you can get in touch with us. Oneness Ministry, Ministries dot org. Dot org. <laughs> <laughs> or you can you know talk to us on Facebook because yeah. I'm on it all the time. Oh, she is. That's my job. Yeah. Part of my job. So anyway, yes. And if you'd like to support us, we would definitely appreciate that too. Yes, we would. So we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>